1: Welcome to The Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis.
2: Welcome to Fine Line Radio. This is your host, Rick Travis. I'm the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today with me, I have my ever-friendly special guest, Kevin Small, who is our director of advocacy here at the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And this is the week where we move into the final, basically, uh Less than 10 days, Kevin, in the legislative season, um, or as it's better known, session. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of the key bills that are moving to the floor and how you can take part in them. And Kevin will go over that a little bit with each, with each of these bills of how you can become engaged and involved and uh, be involved with this fight at a level that could actually make a difference. And then we'll go into following segments and follow some of the last-minute ditch efforts that are coming up against us. So you explain just how vile uh excremento can get at this time of the year. And then we'll finish up with uh, Governor Newsom um, and his interesting ploy that he's running for president but not running for president, and the vehicle he's using to fundraise off. And we will pull it apart and show you not just misstatements but actual flat-out lies. So there we go. We said it. Um we're obviously not going to be well-loved by by the left, but, hey, we're not here to be well-loved by the left. We're here to give you the truth so you can make informed decisions and talk to your friends. So, Kevin, um, first off, I'm going to start off with the one that's going to impact everybody who owns a firearm, and that's Assembly Bill 28, and that is by Gabriel, which is known better by me as the Zombie Bill because it has that 11% excise tax in it. Uh, we've killed this six other times. Now it's back. Um, for those who've been friends of the show, you'll remember as 1227 a year ago, 2021, 18, and the list goes on. So it's back. It's moving through. And, uh, I want to break it down a little bit, Kevin, in that not only is it excise tax on all firearms and ammunition purchases, but it's also put us in a, in a very tight situation. We need to get, um, several of the Dems. And all the Republicans to side with us to stop this bill from gaining its two-thirds it needs to clear the Senate and go to the governor's desk. And in doing so, um it also throws a thing called Pittman Robertson dollars, which is uh excise tax that um sporting people voted for back in the thirties that has funded the majority of all wildlife restoration and, and conservation efforts for almost a hundred years. And that could come under threat as we, if we're forced to sue, to stop this tax from impacting youth shooting, sports, hunting, home defense, et cetera, et cetera. So if I'm a person out there, Kevin, and I'm like, "That this is, no, I want to do something about it. How could I do something about this bill, Kevin?
3: Well, I guess to start, what you could do is text uh, AB28 to the number 52886. So that is opening up your phone, opening up your text app, and instead of clicking your husband or wife uh, to text to, you're going to type the number 52886, uh, and then in the text box, you're going to text AB28. Uh, that's going to prompt uh, a link for you to click on where you can essentially enter your name and your zip code uh, so that you can automatically send a letter of opposition to both your state senator and your state assemblyman who represent you, uh, I think it's really important right now to be uh, advocating uh, against these bills since we are so close to the deadline. This is a a unique tool that we've brought on here at CRPA and are using in our final push. Uh, for these bad pieces of legislation, and, and we're going to continue to use it through next year. So we're trying to make it as easy and simple as possible for people's voice to get heard by their elected officials because this is definitely going the wrong way.
2: Yeah, and I would encourage all of you, um and I'm going to have Kevin say the numbers again so you get them in case you didn't get them the first two times, but I would encourage all of you not only to do it but get family members to do it, get you know neighbors to do it, get coworkers to do it, because the more pressure we can put on um that is constituent base, because this goes to your representatives, the better off we're gonna be on on saving this and stopping it. And what was those two numbers again?
3: The numbers are texting uh AB twenty-eight to the number five two eight eight six. And I, I think we just need to remember here, first of all, this doesn't replace current existing regulations or taxes with an eleven percent tax. This adds 11% to the current regulation and taxes that we already have. This would not make any, anybody or anything safer in California. This is our legislature's attempt to regulate firearms out of existence in California. And guess what? You know, you might be in an area. Uh, that isn't, you know, necessarily on the the lower end of the economic scale, but those scales do certainly exist here in California. If an 11% additional tax seems inconvenient to you, uh, try and think about those who it would literally be the difference between being able to purchase a firearm to protect themselves and not being able to purchase a firearm to uh, defend themselves. Those are certainly the people that we are advocating for when we're advocating against this bill
2: yeah you know and Kevin, you bring up a good point because if you go out and you want to buy a you know a medium level shotgun rifle, even a semiotic pistol, you're looking at a thousand dollars and so you you spend a thousand dollars then you got the state tax, so there came just now an extra like eighty bucks, so now you're at almost eleven $1, hundred but now you're gonna add another hundred and ten onto that, so now you're you know you just broke the twelve hundred dollar mark plus. The fees that go on, and by the time you walk out just to, to purchase and wait, you're at thirteen fourteen hundred dollars without a problem and and that's buying relatively an entry level firearm. If you start to look at firearms that are competitive like for kids in high school trying to get college scholarships, you're talking first initially five six hundred dollars in additional taxes is not unheard of. Plus, you're talking, you know, it's it's you know annoying if you're buying a twenty-five dollar box of ammo. But right? you know, I just got done working with a bunch of kids and and watching them, you know, I should say young adults because they're all like sixteen, seventeen, working on going into the Olympics and going out to national ranked teams. And what they're looking at is, you know, they're shooting a thousand rounds, a thousand rounds. And when you're looking at ammo that's going for a buck a round. You're talking in a in a month an extra five hundred dollars of taxes on this, and then families are like we can barely afford what we're having to put out now to keep our kids involved in the sport, that's going to be the end because you're talking literally for a family like that an extra five grand in a year in just taxes and the point of sad is where's this tax money go? <laughs> They've never told us it's going to go to anti gun programs, but they haven't told us how so. At the end of the day, does a tax that you're pacing on a law-abiding citizen prevent gun violence? And the answer is no, which is why I agree with you, Kevin. This is nothing more than a penalty to those who are law-abiding.
3: And that's that's why they try it year after year after year, because it's not necessarily an attempt to create more revenue for the state. Uh, it's definitely an attempt to rid the citizens of California, their, their second amendment rights to firearms and ammunitions. And I, I think that is the, the underlying theme here is the constant attack on the culture because with no, with no firearms, there's no shooting. With no shooting, there's no shooting culture. So that, that culture that we have that, that truly American, uh, second amendment culture that still exists in California is what they're trying to get rid of.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to throw another bill in here before we get to the next uh, session and start talking about another horrible bill, but equally as horrible as assembly bill 574, Kevin. And it was done by Reggie Jones Sawyer and it sounds innocuous at first because it's like, Oh, so when you go to buy your firearm, you have to say, you know, where all your firearms at in the last 30 days. But what most people missed is that means you have to report in what will be a new drug system, every firearm you own and possess. That means something that may not be registered in the state's database was passed down by your grandparents or given to you by a spouse or your own parents, that will have to be registered. Um Anything that you purchased prior to long gun registration would have to be registered. And this is nothing more than setting up for the gun grab, giving the state the information where every firearm is, even though that's not where illegal firearms are coming from, those firearms that have been gifted by people are not the firearms that we're finding in crimes. And yet, once again, this is designed to intimidate you. So you either move out of the state, which they would love to get rid of every gun owner out of the state of California, or you comply.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> when are they going to stop trying to make felons out of the law abiding and just start going after the criminals? I don't I really don't understand this. We continue to see laws that further incentivize criminal behavior that let criminals out of jail early. And then we also continue to see laws that would innocuously make law abiding citizens criminals. And that that's really what this seems to be doing here. You know, you, you miss the registration or you, you miss a gun, you're going to be you're going to now be a criminal. And that gives them the opportunity to go and arrest you. Their true target, not necessarily the ones causing chaos. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it seems our legislature wants to protect those that do great bodily harm by replacing them in jail with those who have been the law abiding and the ones that have been trying to protect them and their families. We'll be right back on Firing Line Radio.
4: Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW safe on your side.
0: AM 590, the
1: answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up.
4: See this? This is
0: my boomstick.
2: Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association And with me today is my partner in this fight on so many occasions, Kevin Small, who is the Director of Grassroots and Advocacy at the California Rifle Pistol Association. We were just talking about two bills in the last um, session about Assembly Bill 28, the excise tax 574, which requires you to report every firearm you own. And before we go any further, you know, Kevin, I've been watching public comments, and it's funny. There's a, a guy that I've had. Um, found it entertaining at times and, and incredibly frustrating at others. And that's Bill Maher, who's had long running shows and commentaries on everything political. And I found it interesting because John Mellencamp, who can't decide what party he's with, what he believes was on, um, stating over the, this past week that, you know, we, we just need to go in and and rewrite the second amendment. The second amendment isn't working. No guns for anybody. You know, and just became the poster child from the music industry for all the anti-groups like Brady, et cetera. And Bill Maher just got this disgruntled look on his face, and I thought, oh no, where's it going to go? And Bill Maher said, "Are you crazy? Basically, are you crazy? That's never going to happen. Americans are never going to give up their firearms. This is stupid. You're not even thinking. They're not the ones causing the problems." And basically, was making a lot of our arguments, and I thought, wow, how far left have we went? Where Bill Maher starts to become a defender of the Second Amendment, um, which I think for anybody out there that says it hasn't gone crazy, that's pretty crazy. I- I'm glad he did it, and you know, shout out to him for for you know speaking truth, and that was great. But speaking of not truth, we can have no farther to go than Senate Bill Two, which is put out by Anthony Portentino, and it's a direct fight against the Bruin decision, which was New York State Rifle Pistol Association. And Bruin out of New York, where the Supreme Court said, "Wait for it! The Second Amendment applies to everybody. Wait for it! That means you have the right to carry a firearm." And wait for it, the majority opinion said, "You can't take a section of the state and specifically use in New York, Manhattan, and make it a gun-free zone. Cannot do it." And yet, here we are in California with Senate Bill Two. Well, what are the two? Two of the biggest features of this bill are. Portantino trying to make every place a safe space that you can't carry a firearm, and then in case you doubted him in that endeavor, the second part of this is, oh, let's go back to Germany in the 1930s and force everyone to put up signs that says, who shall not be allowed to come into someone's business or someone's place of worship. And basically the default is you can't carry a firearm anywhere unless told so by a sign posted outside. To help people understand why that's so not just offensive to a firearms owner but so illegal is you have First Amendment rights. A person has a First Amendment right to come up to your door and knock and say, hey, would you be interested in, and then insert whatever that is. And that is covered by, you know, your First Amendment. Yet you have to tell someone no soliciting if you don't want them doing that. So, even though you have property rights, First Amendment rights kind of outrank that. yet the government is actually saying, "Hey, you know what? we're going to flip that. You have no rights unless the sign's posted out that says you can exercise them
3: yeah and it's a it's a rule of numbers. I mean first of all, what they know is that even if people either don't care uh whether or not Others come into their establishment with firearms or even some that do care. None are going to take the time and potentially even pay money to create a sign saying firearms are welcome here. You know, we, we talked about this last time and I, it just kind of goes to how big of a deal this bill is, uh, that we continue talking about it. And I, I guess I should insert this, uh, before we even go any further. We are also doing a, a campaign on Senate Bill two. Uh, for you CRPA folks out there, you would have already received an email about this, as well as Assembly Bill 28, But if you haven't received that email, go ahead and text SB2 to the number 52886. It's the same number for uh, SB2 as it is for AB28. It's just a different text being sent. Uh, one more time, uh, go ahead and send a text on SB2 to the number 52886 and send your letters of opposition to your elected officials. Uh, but it is a numbers game. So, you know, if you make it, if you make it known that you have to have that sign, uh saying uh, firearms welcome here they know that there's a huge portion of the community that's not going to do it just out of not knowing the law or not wanting to spend the extra time or energy to do so uh but that is that is a big flip and that is a big difference i mean imagine uh, imagine how uh how these people going door to door would would feel if they had to first convince the community hey you got to put out a sign that says solicitations are welcome here. How how do you think that door-to-door would go? You know, they wouldn't be able to go see anybody. But I, I think it is uh, largely egregious uh, on the sensitive places portion of this because it was specifically addressed in Bruin. So that, that sort of just seems like uh, the state legislature in protest to the Supreme Court to go ahead and create this law.
2: I think one of the things that people need to realize is a lot of times we get questions – on the show about you know what is the talking point, and here's just one of many. Um, you may or may not realize this that the most unreported location, and I mean when I say that underreported, meaning that the media doesn't put it out there, law enforcement response, but the media doesn't put out, is places of faith being attacked. Um, we have some really good friends. We have a guy named Carl Chin who you can look up uh, online, and Carl Chin keeps a database nationwide that is updated every week. And when you look at it, you, you're you just going to be horrified at the number of murders and other heinous crimes committed at places of worship. And what this bill actually does is creates a thing where all those places are, are gun free zones. And we know, Kevin, from case after case after case where the um person assaulting with a firearm going after, you know, a high stakes thing, whether it be Aurora, Colorado, um, as an example, or other places where that shooter survived. So we're able to, to do the investigation. They all say the same thing, Kevin, whether it's Sutherland Springs and a Baptist church or a movie theater in Aurora. I chose that location because it was a, wait for it, gun free zone. Even where the station's hurt, if you go back to the shooting in San Brandino at Christmas several years ago, that was their same argument. It was a gun-free zone. And so for the state to say, okay, now every place of worship, we're going to put a target on your back, literally, in the name of, wait, firearm safety, which is going to be a theme of, of the next two sessions of showing how when government officials say safety, it's just the opposite.
3: Well, look. I mean, national statistics, local statistics, whatever you want to say. If there is, if if there if there is no way for a good guy with a gun to be there to save the day, then you can't produce those statistics. We've seen on the federal level with the CDC, them lobby to get uh, defensive handgun usages off of the CDC statistical portion of the website, and I think that's what they're trying to do in our community here. Look at who this bill actually targets. Okay. We in California do not have open carry laws. You know, we, we don't have carry laws in general other than the concealed carry laws that require a permit. Okay, the people who are actually able to carry who are being further limited here have already gone through training. They've already gone through screening from their sheriff's department. They've already gotten their fingerprints done. They've already jumped through all of these hoops only to produce statistically the safest community that this nation has seen. How many politicians have actually been able to come out and say, you know, shame on or we need to get rid of the CCW community because of all the crime that they're committing? None, because the 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 crime statistics from the CCW community is so low. So, that's who they're actually limiting here. They are limiting the good guy with a gun.
2: Yeah, I think you know, your point that you just brought up, um, the CCW community here in California actually has a significantly reduced chance of, quote, breaking the law, having an accident, or doing something wrong with a firearm over law enforcement. So, in other words, we are the safest group. And yet we're the number one group targeted by this law and several other laws in Sacramento, not just this year, but every year. And that is part of the argument that all of you out there listening to the show have to understand. If this was about safety, then why are you going after the safest people?
3: Yeah, it it just simply doesn't make sense. And. That's the, that's the only logical conclusion that I can certainly come to, is that they're trying to take the the good guy or the potential hero off the street and allow chaos to ensue.
2: And I think most of our listeners would agree that as you look around the state of all the smash and grabs, the robberies, the beatings, leaving people in comas, killing people, and the inability of law enforcement because they've literally been, no pun intended, handcuffed from doing their jobs. The men and women in law enforcement are among the best in our state and have been told no. Uh, This is why we're seeing rising crime rates and more and more people in harm's way. We'll
4: be right back here on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs we offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms ammunition gun safes shooting accessories archery equipment and fishing tackle visit turners.com now and sign up for the turner's discount club for free and get our weekly ads and members only specials sent directly to your inbox for more info to sign up for the turner's discount club or to shop online visit turners.com
0: am 590 the answer
1: This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association.
0: Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persia, come and get them.
2: Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, your host. I'm the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. with me today, who fights in the trenches to keep your rights and finds ways for you to fight back in local elections is Kevin Small, the Director of Grassroots and Advocacy. And now we're going to move into, well, where do these legislators come up with these crazy ideas that they can change the Constitution? And I think you have to look at their leadership or their leader, and that would be none other than, Governor, I want to be President Newsom. And so, um, you know, the big joke up on K Street rumor mill is Newsom keeps saying, no, Mr. Vice President, I don't want to run to be president. I'm not going to challenge you. And yet I'm going to do everything I can to get myself in the Democratic National Convention as a key speaker. So I can either be vice president or president. So, um, and his tool for doing that is what's known as the Senate joint resolution, which he tried to make it look like it just magically came out of the legislature at the last minute. But like everything else, no, it was orchestrated by his office. And that resolution uh, recently just had a governor's press release um this week that had some interesting things in it. And so Kevin and I are going to show you how, in the name of safety, what the governor claims, and then I will give the refutation that we had when we put some fact checkers on it.
3: So well, before Rick, if, if, if we can, before we get into the, the nitty gritty, uh, of the statistics and the claims that are being made here, I think it's important, uh, for everybody to understand the, the composition or, or the structure of a resolution. When you see a resolution and, and CRPA has put a couple of these through, what you're going to see are two types of statements. You're going to see the whereas statements and the resolved or be it resolved statements. And I think what's important here as we delve into this is to understand that those whereas statements, they're supposed to provide basic facts and reasons uh for the resolution that conclude with the resolved statements. And I think the trend that you will see here is without actually having truth in those whereas statements, it makes the resolved statements worth nothing.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um Specifically, I was looking Um, because there's actual resolution and we could break that resolution down and it's filled with some interesting, um, I'll just to be polite on this show and not get in trouble with the station, malarkey. Um, but you know, getting away from the malarkey in it, I think one of the things that we gotta look at is his actual press release that he came out with, which is, you know, very, very interesting to me because in his press release. He, he comes out at the very beginning saying, hey, here are some fun-filled facts that you all need to realize why I'm such a, a great person um, for releasing this, and yet it's not even based in truth.
3: Yeah, and I, I think we just ought to dig into these here. So if if you look at the first one uh, on the fact sheet, it says California is, named, is ranked number one in gun safety. Uh the only issue is is that who they're saying they're ranked number 1 by is Gifford's Law Center. I and mean, that that's basically like me going to you Rick and saying or and making the claim, "Hey, I am the number one ranked father in the nation because I went to Rick, who is my friend, <laughs> and asked him, uh, am I the number one ranked father in the nation?" Uh, this is a little bit ridiculous. You have an organization who's dedicated Toward gun control and gun control legislation, uh, who's ranking California number one for gun safety?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the first statements he makes at that just before he dumps into it, is he says, "You know, hey, uh, gun violence kills 117 million, or sorry, not million, 117 Americans a day." Um, you know, and it adds to a wide bro- variety of uh, research showing that, you know, hey, we're we're the the leading. People in our gun laws work, and that's why he's promoting this right to safety. But here's some some fun-filled facts, Kevin, I was going to have for you. Um, that number is an estimate, and it's aggregated from a 2018-2021 yearly average from the CDC and the, the National Center for Health. Um, law enforcement agencies and states were supposed to be shifting to a relatively new national incident-based reporting system. But that has been an absolute catastrophe as reported by major news agencies and some of the biggest law enforcement agencies in the country are not yet making the switch. Here's the fact. 40% of law enforcement agencies across the country submitted zero data in 2021 to that collection program. This includes LAPD and 365 of California's 721 agencies. So in other words, half the data that would be behind this claim, isn't even there. Not to mention, in 1974, without any of California's gun laws, okay, ready for it? We were 7.2 murders with guns per 100,000. We're at 6.7 per 100,000 in 2021. So this sweeping, massive improvement, after fifty years of firearms, gun control doesn't exist
3: well and this this isn't exactly a uh, a little known fact. Uh, you even have a columnist from bloomberg he he's been pretty outspoken about it. His name is aaron brown he's a risk analyst and a statistician professor at the University of San Diego who came out and said it's next to impossible for any study to prove that a particular gun control measure has has any effect whatsoever. Uh, After looking at hundreds of thousands of studies, he claims that the only thing that we can say confidently is that uh, the most widely trumpeted results are likely based on random chance alone. So any any of these graphs or lines that you see that they're touting uh, were done by gun control measures, the fact is, is that any study that's able to measure those doesn't exist. Nothing nothing actually stands up to muster and we continue to see that when we look at the statistics.
2: Yeah, when you look at his claim that our, our gun safety laws work, you also have to remember that it has been found, number one, that politicians, and I will tell you this all day long, work to block data that you know negates whatever their claim is. But let's look at this fun fact. California's thirty-two th- sorry, thirty-nine point two million residents comprises 11 percent of the u.s population the state accounts for 20 percent of the nation's mass shootings since 2012 and 16.1 percent of its shooting fatalities so if our gun laws worked how did we become you know 20 percent
3: and for that matter if gun laws worked why do we need to continue and create new ones you know, the, the very fact that we need to continue and create new laws in general kind of is a is an indication that the laws aren't working anyways, right?
2: Yeah. And violent crime is up 6.1% in California. And it's been proven not all of those instances involve a gun. So, you know, a lot of what they're saying when we're ranked number one for gun safety, you know, unless you want to believe, as you said, Giffords, which was really well done. Um, is great, and it's like that's that's you know it's just not true. I mean, a lot of the things that they're putting out in these just are are beyond even close to true. Um, let's well, talk about go ahead
3: I was just going to say from from all of the the stats that I've seen, all of the graphs and everything else, what we do tend to see is that the majority of the country tends to move together. If you look at uh, uh, violent crime in general over the last three decades, has gone down. And then you see a spike because of the pandemic. Uh, but in general, it has all moved together. Now, some of those states have implemented more anti-Second Amendment laws than others, but they continue to all move together, which goes back to your initial statement that it's not these laws that are actually affecting uh, these crime rates. Uh, it is the trend of the entire country altogether. So, if we can establish a precedent that the laws aren't actually affecting the rates, why have the laws at all? Especially when they continue and infringe on a God-given right.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important too that you know when they try to talk about our gun gun homicide rates, thirty three percent lower than the national average. Uh fact, California saw 658 homicides in 2019. The number climbed to 2161 in 2020, an increase of 503 or 30.3%, the largest ever jump since record keeping in 1960. And so, you know, when you got the governor, Senator, making these claims, just because he makes the claims, and we're going to continue to talk about this in in our final session today, aren't true, because I think it's important for all of you as listeners, you know, you hear people say it's not true, but you don't hear them pick apart. So we're picking apart this thing put out by your governor, the person that your tax dollars pays for to tell the truth and to make things better. And instead, what you're going to find out from us, he's not telling you the truth. And he's got staff. So people, I'm not picking on just Gavin Newsom. I'm saying if he can't manage his own staff to make sure you're told the truth, What else is he dropping the ball on? And we don't even have to go into gas prices, the homeless crisis, the fact that crime rates are blown out the side, and you're paying more for everything else. We'll be back for our final session here on Finding Line Radio.
4: Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW safe on your side. turner's outdoorsman california's number one hunting fishing and shooting sports retailer since 1971 now has 33 locations across california and one in tucson arizona turner's is your one stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs we offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms ammunition gun safes shooting accessories archery equipment and fishing tackle visit turners.com now and sign up for the turner's discount club for free and get our weekly ads and members only specials sent directly to your inbox For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM
0: 590,
1: The Answer. The Greater Long Beach Gun Owners CRPA Chapter meets the third Wednesday of every month at the Long Beach Rod and Gun Club, 3333 Pacific Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90807. The meeting is from 7 to 8.30 with monthly handgun shoots, FT3 Tactical, and weekly shotgun shoots, L.A. Clays.
2: Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association with me today, representing you every day in the field of grassroots and advocacy as the Director of both of those offices, Kevin Small from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And Kevin, I'm, I'm going to open us up on one of the things in the governor's press release this week on his right to safety, his seeking a 28th Amendment which he wants to do in a limited convention, which, according to the Constitution, is not allowed, but that's never stopped a governor before. Um, Not to mention that if he had been watching several of the lawsuits nationally where over half the nation said, no, we believe in salt weapons, no, we believe in this, and that has their attorney general saying that, it takes two-thirds to have a convention, which would mean half the governments are already against him. He thinks with this... This cute little document, he's going to change that. Um, it'll be interesting to watch, but it's not going to happen. But let's look at his claim. He's claims boldly puts it in, in big, bold blue and orange letters. Our gun laws help save 19,000 lives in a decade. But here's the fact from 2013 to 2022, California had 30, almost 32,000 related deaths, 8.1 gun deaths per 100,000 residents compared to with 13. Zero for 100,000 for 49 other states. If California had the same rates as the other states, there have been 50,906 deaths. He didn't save 19,000 lives. Um, Los Angeles County has had 25% of California's population and count for for 32% of gun homicides during that time. So the, the dispute that widely made statements about more guns and higher rates of gun crimes and, and rural communities, that totally disputes that part. And since the early 90s, California cuts gun death rate in half. Um, there's been a a small drop, but there's also been an uptick since 2016. But what's happening is they're not tracking that data. As I said earlier, it's like half the law enforcement agencies are involved. So, you know, if you went to present a paper in college and said, yeah, I only took, Fifty percent of the data. Every professor would go. Well, what the other fifty percent say? Like you can't cherry pick. But well, that's just, exactly what they're doing.
3: This isn't a real number. Yeah. I, I mean, let, let's look. Let, this is how I used to argue when I was in third grade. What they're actually saying here, and this is a direct quote from the press release. It press release. If California firearms mortality rate matched the rest of the U.S. California would have lost nearly 19,000 more people. So what they're saying is, if our rate matched the rest, we that we would have lost 19,000 more people, which means we saved 19,000 people, which is not a factual statement. That's That's not how life works, okay? Those different states have different situations. I mean, if you want to take a deeper dive, you know, into lives that are being lost in this state, Maybe you ought to look at some of the the anti-Second Amendment epicenters of the state. Uh, uh, Like you said, a large swath of the crimes and firearms homicides are happening in places like Los Angeles County, as well as in the Bay Area, where we have institutionalized uh, anti-Second Amendment uh, Democratic officials that are imposing state and local regulations on people and their firearms.
2: Yeah, I think... You know, as you look at this, you're bringing up some really good points for people to understand, and they're good talking points. Um, You know, there's the what is called the Tierhart Amendments, which um, was a provision of the U.S. Department of Justice Appropriations Bill back in 2003, which prohibits researchers from looking at like who purchased the firearm versus who used the firearm at the time of the crime, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of the claims that are being made are being made on data that cannot be verified, um, things like that. You know, over half the crime, gun crimes traced by authorities were sold in other states. This is an interesting one to me, and it's interesting in two different ways. Because on one side, all the new legislation coming out is to make sure, Kevin, that people like you, people like the listeners, um, people that own the station, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Well, we gotta make sure that you don't have illegal firearms and you don't use your firearms inappropriately, right? But then the governor says over half the crime guns traced by authorities were sold in other states. So, okay, wait a second. You're coming down with us with 30-40 bills every year because it's our oh wait, you just said it wasn't our guns. Which goes back to what you said earlier, Kevin. I wanted to highlight this. When we say they're trying to disarm you, and you say, no, they're just trying to make us safer, Rick, then I look at a statement like this. So coming out with new legislation that costs millions of dollars every year, costs the taxpayers twice that amount of millions of dollars because of the, the litigation that happens after they pass it and sign it, is based on all the problems are within the state where the state has control. Yet here's the governor saying, the reason I want this amendment is because California's gun problems are coming from wait outside of California.
3: And where else? Where else do we continuously see this argument be made? It's Chicago, isn't it? The, yeah. The, the the big argument coming out of Chicago, you know, with the high with the high uh, gun homicide rate that they have there as well as well as mass shooting. I, I think that Illinois is either second or third on the list for mass shootings as well, is, oh, no, the, we're not selling those guns here. These crazy people are getting them from other states, you know, those states next to us with not as high crime rates, and they're coming here and doing it here. Well, I, I mean, come on. The, you have to understand the pattern here. The The pattern isn't that people from states with less gun crime are coming into a state with higher gun crime. The pattern is, is that the politicians are spreading this type of lie. And I think if there's anything, well, I guess from my perspective, if there's anything you as a listener take away from this talk, it is first that you have the ability to advocate your opinion about these bills to your legislators. Uh So I, I've already gone through that. But it also is this. We continue to see studies that do not prove that these gun laws actually positively affect us here in california and then further than that we continue to see legislation that is built off of these studies that don't prove anything as the basis for being passed which only infringe on your rights so if you take anything away you've got a house that is that is built on quicksand with these laws and it's not going to help anybody
2: yeah, and I think it's interesting because there's several provisions of this. He wants to go out. We don't have time to cover all of them in this show, but like I'm going to pick on two of them: the waiting period, you know, the 10-day waiting period, which often can be longer right now than 10 days um, because DOJ is so backed up. But but let's look at this, you know, Giffords again. It's going back to one group making a claim, claims that it's reduced gun homicides by roughly 17%. I don't know how you quantify that because that would cause it, but but let's look at reality. So I'm a person, I have no problem saying this, I have more than one firearm. So after I bought the first firearm, how does this work? Because I already have a firearm. Like, do you really think that if I've lost my mental capacity for doing what's right, and I'm going to take any kind of, of you know, tool to, to hurt someone or take their life, that I'm seriously going to go and go, oh, it's not the right caliber oh, that went, no, I'm going to use what's available. I'm not going to be like, oh, I need to go buy something else so I look cool. This is never going to happen. And so this whole idea of repetitive 10-day waits on people is just onerous for the sake of being onerous and collecting more monies that they call fees but actually are just additional taxes. And then the second one is, You know, they talk about, you know, mental health reporting. And I think that's rich in this state because you want to look at mental health problems, drive down any street in California and look at the people that are on the street corners from drugs, homelessness, and and a myriad of other issues that routinely, when you go talk to the experts, the people out there trying to make a difference, unlike the state of California, you'll be told by many, many NGOs, this is due to a <gasps> mental health issue. And yet, they're trying to say that, oh, our mental health facilities are able to handle this and help out gun owners. Seriously? You can't help people in, in like, a one-mile-square area of the state successfully. Like, I just, I find this to be just grossly misrepresented as our governor goes to try to take this across the nation to raise money to become a president. I just find this reprehensible at every level.
3: When you got to think that, uh, there's a couple of, I mean, you got to think about how backwards we are, uh, as a community here in the state when you're talking about the 10 day wait period, uh, and you're talking about the mental gymnastics that a judge had to go through to actually tell somebody who was challenging that, that law that the law should stand up. Likewise, you know, how backwards are we that we have more laws that are trying to be created in 2023 that would suppress our rights to the Second Amendment and firearms than would appropriate funds properly toward mental health issues?
2: Yeah, it's for these reasons, folks, that we're here every week on Firemind Radio to educate you to always be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights.
0: (laughs)
4: When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
1: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association.
0: the answer.